0: You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Jim. Welcome to the podcast. And today we have a very special guest. My friend Derek is here. Hi, Derek. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Good, 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 good. Um, And as usual, we're recording from the front room. We actually had a ton of rain yesterday, Uh, which is kind of throwing everybody in San Diego off. Um recording from the front room so you may hear some trucks and everything else go by apologies in advance I'm sure our awesome audio editor Evelyn will take care of all that but anyway so Derek is a cool guy Derek runs a company tell me the name of the company again It's called Eliel. Eliel, yes and it is a cycling and triathlon just cycling it's can, a cycling brand Can you tell us a little bit about that and because uh, you're talk keep in mind you're talking to somebody who the last five or six times I've been on a bike, I've actually fallen off. I'm definitely not your target market. But for the cool people out there, myself not included, what does that mean? A cycling brand. Well,
1: um, you know, Ryan and I, my partner in this whole project, we've been around the cycling industry for about uh, 25 years or so each. We both started racing bikes when we were uh, in our teenage years, I guess. Oh, you, yeah. you raced? You used to race? mm mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah quite some time. So, uh, so LL is the, Oh, it's a project based on, um, the need that we saw in the market for high end cycling apparel made okay. in California and stuff. Oh, it's made here. It's made here. Oh, that's sweet. So our factory is right in Vista.
0: Um, so what Which reason, is in
1: San Diego, for those of you listening, somewhere else. this right. is North uh, County. North famous County. North County, San Diego. It's Where like, Derek and I live.
0: Right. The cycling and triathlon hub of, uh, of California. It, it really is. Isn't this like the sub, uh, like, the, like my best friend Jimmy, and who does triathlons mm-hmm. and does a ton of cycling races and is crazy like you. You guys actually kind of look alike, which is kind of funny. He says that this is like the cycling hub of the world and this is one of the best places to be a cyclist. In the whole world, for sure, and the uh, the neighborhood that I live in in Encinitas is kind of the um,
1: uh, the Hall of Fame of triathletes. So, yeah. Really, yeah. So oh. yeah, like Paula Newby Fraser, uh, super famous, and um, John Howard, who's a neighbor of mine, who you know won one of the original triathons. But then you know this whole area is just um,
0: full of cyclists. It's a yeah. You see them all day long. I mean, uh, our uh, I dry, I get to work super early, and I see people, you know, just riding. Right up and down the 101. Yeah, like they have like a ten thousand dollar bike and they drive like a four thousand dollar car. Right, right. Yeah. So our clients are are
1: the professionals that you know enjoy the sport of cycling. Okay, uh, it's their hobby. It's the thing they look forward to on the weekend. And for them, um, you know, cycling apparel is is a huge part of the market. Uh, it's and why probably, is the apparel so? Why is it so important? It's your identity to a certain degree. Just oh, like, Okay. Just like your bike is, you know, uh, maybe the the level of bike, you know, just like. We had this conversation uh, years ago, some friends and I, and back in the day, it used to be sports cars, right? Mm -hmm. And you could buy a really nice sports car for, you know, a decent amount of money. But now to get like the nicest sports car on the market, you're talking six figures, $100,000 for the Porsche. But for $15,000, well, you can have the top notch bike on the market and then like a 15 grand yeah, 15 grand. Yeah. So more wow. more, I mean, there's, there's some bikes in the, you know, $20,000 range. Wow. Really? Yeah, exactly. Jeez. So to go along with that, you also have to look the part and that's what, you don't want to look like a scrub. If you're on, yeah. if you're on a $15,000 bike, you cannot look exactly. like a scrub. So you can't, you can't buy something off the shelf in a, in a store and you know, yeah. so they want their brand on it. It's either their, their company and we have everything
0: from, um, auto dealerships to, uh, lawyers, um, so for people Whatever. like me who don't understand this business at all, right. tell us. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to Derek today, and I was really excited to have Derek on the podcast, is he and I want to learn. We want to learn hear more about your background. But he's really a guy who has turned his passion into his purpose. And I see you, and we've you know you and I talk all the time uh, when we run into each other, and you're one of the few guys I know who. You're always talking about work, but you're talking about it in a cool way. Like you're always excited and pumped about it. And I'm always like, Jesus, like most people, like they don't want to talk about work or they're not excited or about or they're like, Jesus, I have to go to this stupid meeting. I'm bummed. And Derek is always like, Yeah, man, I'm going to Austin. Just went to Portland. This is great. We love this. I'm so stoked. And I'm always like, man, this guy like loves his thing. So it's such a cool example, I think, for people who've started, you know, because I've worked with a lot of startup guys and Derek is such a cool example of somebody who has really turned his passion into his purpose. And that's kind of the point of this, but anyway, so tell me more about the, the, like the, what you were saying before I just cut you off about in terms of what it actually is and, and why is it, why is it important? Right. So, uh,
1: from the, you know, from a product <laughs> point of view, um, the product that we produce is, um, high end. And when we say high end, we're using all Italian and Swiss fabrics. Okay. Um, Custom cycling gear. So we'll make, let's say we want a gym. Like
0: sim. shirts and tops. Yeah. Jerseys, outerwear, shorts. But what's the thing that when it's together, what's it called? It's called a kit. Called the kit. Yeah, right. a kit. So a co- we make know. custom kits if you were to speak, you know, cycling language. Custom kits. Yeah. Right. So
1: if we wanted to make a Jim Simcoe kit, right. we would throw your logo on
0: it and we have some fantastic You throw a designers. bunch of chili peppers and Beastie Boys we would th- logos th- yeah, on we would it. Yeah, we definitely. A guy falling off a bike.
1: Picture of flea. Yeah, yeah. We'd have right, a big sign that says, <laughs> give me room, I'm going to fall over sometime soon. <laughs> So, uh, and we would make you look as cool as you possibly can. Yeah, I don't know if there's enough artwork in the world
0: to make that happen. But so I, our
1: our thing is, um, we understand the, um, not only the products, but we understand the branding part of it yeah. and your brand. So we help you while you're on your bike and you, maybe you have some clients or you have a race team, um, fit the part and like really, um, help you brand, you know, who you are. Okay. So that when people see you and they see that, that Jersey over and over again, they're like, Oh, there's the Jim Simcoe team or,
0: whatever it might be. And they're, and this is what they're doing, you know? So, gotcha. um, Okay. So there's a, a, bit, a bunch of branding and design element more than it's not just the right. performance side of it. Exactly. Which is- Cause there are
1: people out there that, um, you know, maybe they, they might be great designers, but they're putting their designs on another manufacturer's clothing. Right? Gotcha. And okay. there's, and there are a bunch of different manufacturers out there. We just happen to be a brand that manufactures our own gear. So we have a certain look and image that we're going for, right. you know, our thing is California <clears throat> lifestyle. And, you know, Ryan and I come from the racing background, uh, which there is, uh, you know, a lot of that scene here in yeah. California. So, you know, our colors are the colors of the sunset. So if you are looking oh, at uh, you that's know, cool. yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you think of California, you're thinking, um, you're thinking surf, you're thinking skate, yeah. you're also thinking technology. So, uh, when we built the brand and we started thinking about it, uh, we spent a good amount of money on a, um, a laser cutting machine. So I think we're one of the first in the industry to actually cut, all of our um, jerseys and shorts with a laser cutter. So that number one helps us, um, helps us produce uh, or develop products quickly. Right. You know, we can test something, uh, change it the day later and then go out and test it again. So a lot of our clothing has been through many, many iterations. Does not that
0: also mean you keep most of the, most of the manufacturing in-house? then? Yeah. As well, so right? we do
1: everything suit to nuts in-house. So, um,
0: yeah. So we're not, we're which not is waiting. like, that's not like a small thing though, because no, that, it was you a know, huge, for, huge undertaking. So we looked at Ryan, most people sub that out. Don't they go like overseas right. or they go to get it, get it done in China or whatever. So Ryan was over in Asia. He was in Europe, looked at different manufacturers. We went
1: down to Mexico and started, uh, we had some conversations with people who set up Makia but we didn't want to number one, travel to Mexico every day. We didn't want the lag time. Plus we knew that there was going to be issues because we've seen it in the industry many, many times with, um, the product showing up differently, you know, than right. what you really wanted, <clears throat> we, wanted we wanted hundred percent control over that. So it was a huge undertaking to, um, to start that whole process. We knew where we wanted to be and what we wanted to produce. We just didn't know the science behind it. So we started pulling in, um, vendors and consultants and yeah. product developers and putting that team together. And then as the, the company started to grow a little bit, then we started bringing in experts in house. So initially we started with consultants. Who knew, you know, maybe printing or maybe the laser cutting, and then right. some product developers. And then, how many people work for you guys now? Man, we started off with four people: my yeah. Ryan and myself, one artist, and a uh, facilities manager who did a lot of uh, electrical, hooking up the laser cutter and the printers yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And now we have twenty-five people. Wow! So, and they're all, and so it's all local.
0: It's all local. So yeah, that's so cool. So, how did you guys get started? How did you actually start? So, tell me about. You know, okay, you raced when you were a teenager. How did that turn into a job? Because like to me, and probably a lot of people listening, that's like the dream job because that, that'd be like me when I learned to surf and all of a sudden like Quicksilver comes in and be like, hey man, we want you to work for us and surf and just work in the surf industry. Like right. that never happened in my world. I worked at a boring corporate <laughs> job in a cubicle for a thousand years before I decided it. Right. So how did it, How did you start from racing and getting into this business? Well,
1: I always tell people that you do what you know, but I went to school for for business, right? Right. Where would you go to school? I went to San Diego State. Cool. Uh, studied international business and in Japanese language, lived in Japan for some time. But the whole time I was there, I was involved with the um, the club cycling
0: program. Okay.
1: And I learned most of my business skills from running that cycling team. Camp. And are you from here? Are you from San Diego? From Chicago originally. So I oh, moved, right, right right, yeah, right, right. I moved you, out here from,
0: uh, man, when I was 20, so 21 years ago. To go, did you move out? Did you, were you in Chicago? And went to SDSU, and then stayed. I did. Okay, yes. gotcha. so I was, I was running away from the weather. I think it was like negative forty the night yeah. that I decided. Okay, uh, apologies is- to anybody who <laughs> lives in Chicago or in the East Coast. Or right now, there's a major hurricane on the East Coast as well. Oh, yeah. uh, yesterday, it rained for like 20 minutes here in San Diego, and like the whole world shut down. But um, so right, right. But it's back to normal now. It's 70 degrees outside and sunny. It's Supposed to be warm again this weekend. Yeah, I think I saw a cloud on my way here, kind of threw me off. I'll but be back then. in the water. Anyway, all right, so, okay, so you moved, so, so you started at SDSU. Started at SDSU, uh, knew that I wanted
1: to um, keep racing my bike. Okay. Never never been to San Diego. Everyone kept asking me, well, who do you know? What are you going to do? I'm like, it's just a, you Did know. you race in Chicago? A little bit, okay. a little bit, but the, okay. um, the window uh, for racing is so small, and I was, you know, I was a teenager, so I didn't get a whole lot of support from my parents. They never realized that it, this was going to be, like, a career move for me, and right. neither did I, really. I just, you know, fell in love with, you know, the look of a bike. And I'd always, you know, ridden bikes as a kid. Um, do you still have that?
0: Do you still have that feeling when you see a cool-looking bike?
1: Oh yeah, like yeah. the like the classic Italian bike with yeah. like the simple. Like a lot of them are, you know, very space-age looking now, which is right. okay. It's cool. I like the the forward. Um, thinking of the technology and whatnot but for me the the
0: classic steel yeah. bike like bianchi is still my favorite brand that's so, so that, cool That the that last cool. green that's like that's how like when i look if i look at i you know looking at surfboards like i just love i could go in a surf shop and spend six hours just staring at surfboards right right so I could just it's an art it's yeah an art. you just geek out on whatever whatever right. it is anyway all right exactly. so so keep going so, where were we exactly? I uh, know. Sorry. I keep cutting you off. Um, <laughs> so, SDSU. So, SDSU. Know, yeah.
1: Exactly. So, you know, went to school at SDSU, uh, ran the cycling team for a bunch of years. And in that process, I learned how to uh, deal with people and cooperate, right? So, I had to deal with the school and all their rules and regulations. I had to deal with students, recruiting, um, fulfilling some of their needs. I had to fulfill um, my needs as a, as a student, mm-hmm. you know, balance that. And, uh, and then also as a, um, as an athlete, you know, and you know, so then how did you get a job in the, in the, in this? so then basically, you know, after college, uh, my business partner, Ryan, he actually, uh, owned a bike shop uh, during his college days. And I knew him from the college racing scene. (laughs) So we were hanging out at a party, um, at his place, not too long after I graduated and we were just chatting and I told him I needed a job. I'm like, look, I'm broke. What do you got going on? And he had just started with another local company and was doing other books and accounting and whatnot. So he brought me on and long story short, we always kept in touch and I worked with him for five years at that company, went on to help another company uh, launch their brand on the West Coast. And after I got a little bit bored of that, um, he had sold his portion of that business that he ended up buying. And we started chatting about different opportunities, right and we'd always knew that we would um, you know or we, we talked about you know working together, and we had a great working relationship you know right. we, we trusted each other hundred percent, which is really, really hard, and you have to be and rare very rare very rare and you know there are people that um, you know are good business people or have a certain amount of skills, but ryan's a, a unique character he's um, you know he likes to collaborate and put together a good team of people. And, um, so that was, you know, was interesting right off the bat, but we're, you know, we're, we have to be a hundred percent honest with each other because sure. we're financially tied. I'm more married to him sometimes <laughs> than I am than to parents. my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but and there was many times, especially in the first year where, um, you know, we were working so 4 a.m., you know, night yeah. after night, after night, just staring at each other
0: across, you know. But whatever. there's beauty in that. I think there's such totally. beauty in the struggle in the beginning of, of totally. something awesome because it. I really feel like you're. If you are that into what you're doing, right, that can be such a beautiful right. experience, right? Like right. it's like somebody laying bricks for a living, building walls. Like right. if you, somebody, you know, certain people will hate that, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and for them, it'll be a torture. It'll be a torture sentence, but for somebody who loves putting brick by brick in and creating a piece of art. They can they can do it to five o'clock in the morning because it's it's there's beauty in the struggle and they enjoy it. So right. I mean I think that that's kind of that's and that's what's interesting about you is like you really are tying your passion into your purpose and and for you probably that probably that part uh, of that time period probably wasn't fantastic but you probably enjoyed it. Look back on it fondly. I, you have a huge smile on your face. Yeah, you totally. It. So it's all about the journey,
1: right? Like we're gonna get to a certain point. And, you know, we'll make some money along the way. But for us, it's all about, you know, putting together a fantastic team of people, which we have now. Uh, You know, we've got 20 employees that um, come from different backgrounds, have different skills. And it's all about, um, I wouldn't say managing them. Because um, they're all pretty self-motivated, but um, you know, keeping them together, keeping a smile on their face, yeah, and uh, you know, just getting
0: through the daily challenges. Sure. To um, what's the biggest challenge? I have two questions for you. What's the biggest challenge you see in your business right now? The biggest challenge we see. Well, right give now. me a couple, a couple of them, because again, like we talked about before, I mean, you guys theoretically are right. are still a startup, right? You're still hustling you know, like crazy guys out there for sure. Um, what's the so, web, tell me the website too. one before, and I'll put this in the show links. Either. Yeah. What's your the web-
1: website is L E L cycling.com and L E L is spelled E L I E L and then cycling.com. Okay. Cool. So
0: the biggest challenge for us is, um, Derek will be the tall, good looking guy you see on the website.
1: I don't know if I am on there. Oh, I think, I think there's a picture of Ryan and I, I have a mohawk actually.
0: If you go to the About Us page, (laughs) this is the first time I've seen you with like a relatively normal haircut. Your hair's not dyed. I think I'm going to grow out and have like a uh, conservative haircut, but then color it pink. That's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. We'll do something like that. Yeah, like Dennis Rodman style. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Anyway, all right. So tell me, what are your biggest, what's your biggest challenge?
1: The biggest challenge right now is uh,
0: resources. You know, we're,
1: um, you know, it's cash flow. Sure. You know, getting the, people love the products, but now it's, um, you know, we took, um, we knew that starting a factory here was going to be a huge investment. Right. You know, we could have started overseas, just purchased products.
0: and um, you now, know. do a lot of people in your industry do that? Do no. they? No, not at all. Most people don't have the wherewithal to start a factory. No, that's them. what I mean. Most people, most no. do most people purchase overseas they and they do, and they, they do. just that on there.
1: Yeah, there are other manufacturers out there. There's plenty of other manufacturers out there, and they're putting out okay product, but we wanted to be the best in the industry, and that's still still our goal. Um, and we're close, you know, the best from like a quality
0: and a performance standpoint,
1: everything, quality, performance, and brand. There are people out there that put out fantastic, um, quality, but then their look is strictly race and performance. And we want to blend in and we're still kind of struggling with exactly what it's going to look like, but that California, um, image. Okay. The best quality in the world. And it's from California. So how do we make it look like that? What's cool about what
0: you're saying, which is, I find interesting and is, from a business perspective, you know, cause I work with a lot of business, you know, startups and, uh, you are incredibly emphatic about the fact that like, you want to be the best and mm-hmm. you want to have the best stuff. Most people are like, well, we want market share in this area. Here's the area you want to be, and you're kind of like, no, fuck that. Like, I, we want to just be the best at right. what we're doing, and, totally. and, which is great. Like, it's just, most people don't have the balls to say stuff like that, so I, that, right. I think that's fantastic.
1: I mean, if you don't, if you don't drive yourself, and that's that's more Ryan that really drives that. He's like, look, if we're not going to make it the best we possibly can, then we're not going to do it because then we'll just <laughs> okay. be an also ran like everybody else, right? You know, and they <laughs> have a certain amount of market share, but. That's not fun. I mean, we're providing jobs for people, which is fantastic. Local jobs, It's awesome. Local jobs, and that's and that's kind of my point of view uh, when it comes to like my what drives me every day. It's like okay, we're not getting a paycheck yet. It'd be nice to get a paycheck sometime soon. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it's you know keeping my keep my team together, making enough money to keep those people together, um, give them enough resources to, to do their job well, give them the tools that they need. Sure, you know software, you know. Yeah. Upgrades if, are, like, are just huge. You know, we're looking at software now that's like you know twenty to thirty thousand dollars. But then we want to do website upgrades and whatever else. So yeah. going back to you know the challenges right now, it's about doing the most um, that we can to give our our team the tools that they need with lack of resources. And gotcha. right now is a slow time of year, but we're in the industry, in the industry, now we're coming into year two. So now like November, December, January, and then into spring. Is that when it gets busy in the and, and That's when it's going to ramp so, up. So, and how long have you guys been in business? Uh, so the let's see, about a year, two years ago was when we started concepting this whole thing. Okay. And then in February of 2013 is when we got our machines delivered. So that that wow. Was, so you have any, so less than two years. Less than two years. Wow, that's crazy. It's fun. Yeah, it's, been, it's, it's awesome. It's been, it's been a it's been a whirlwind lust. That's
0: know? awesome. No one, I haven't seen you, you know, as much as I usually no, do. No.
1: Well, now it's now it's to the point where the factory is set up and we have everyone in place. Where I've almost completely removed myself from the factory. I'm there maybe once a week to check in, but now my job is to do what I'm doing now. Tell the story
0: of you know where we've been, who we are, and where we're going. So why would okay? So along those lines, so why? What makes you better than the other guys out there selling kits and selling performance stuff? What is the, what do you what do you bring into the table? That- the, well,
1: there are a lot of people in industry that know printing or they know sewing and they see the cycling market as um, a cash cow because the products are expensive for the most part. How much is a kit? A kit can be anywhere from two hundred to four hundred dollars. So our average price is like three hundred to three fifty. So we want we wanna be um, high quality, but not overpriced. We want it to be, sure. you know, reasonable for people to buy our stuff and enjoy what they're doing, you know?
0: So, um, for us, what was the question? Where am I going with this again? No, like what makes you, de- basically what, what makes, makes you different, different. Di- different than the other guys out there right. doing well, we know what's, so, your, what's your competitive advantage? Exactly. Or so around?
1: like I said, yeah, a lot of people know um, either sewing or sublimation, which is the process of the, you know, of the printing.
0: But we know what the cyclist wants and that's really what sets us apart gotcha so you so you so you kind of came at it correct me if i'm wrong but you're coming at it from kind of from the back way where you actually finding out like the target market first and figuring out like, what does that person want? And then building around, that. we knew which is huge because most people don't do that.
1: So if you were to meet Ryan, he's super, super picky when it comes to his custom apparel and the teams he used to race for from college to amateur. And he raced pro for a small time. He would always nitpick what's right, what's wrong, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And when we looked at the market, he couldn't find one brand or one manufacturer that had the full package. Like this person would do this. Well, but they were made overseas. This person would have the image, but the quality of the um, apparel just didn't perform. So we're trying to blend everything together, the performance, the look, the made in California lifestyle, you know, and our tagline is crafted in California, you know, we, California. crafted that's in California. Awesome. And because we, we see it as an art, that's awesome, you know, so we're using these technology pieces, the laser cutter, the, um, the software, the, you know, whatever it might be to create something that's that's beautiful, that performs, and that makes it feel good and smile at the end of the day when you're riding a yeah. bike. You know, All right, so, so tell it's still me. about it's still about the bike ride. Looking good, having fun, enjoying that. And that's just part of the business, you know.
0: And it's the performances. And so, like, and again, for someone who doesn't understand cycling that that well, I mean, does this does this equipment really like do you get beat up a lot in the equipment? Like, is it is the quality of the kit so so important? I mean, although I mean I see these guys out there and they ride it 5 hours, 6 hours, 4 hours. I can't imagine that.
1: Right. Well, it's about, you know, um, buying good quality inputs. You know, so all of our fabrics are compression quality Italian fabrics. Okay. So high lycra content. A lot of our fabrics have carbon fiber in them, which have a whole other level of performance from wicking and killing bacteria. and You know, moving heat and all sorts of stuff. So we want to be on the cutting edge when it comes to that also. Um, But then it's about the fit. And with the laser cutter, we're able to make our products do things that a lot of other people can't. And we haven't given away all those secrets yet, but it, you know, putting together artwork and, you know, then wrapping it around your body. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Is, is, is kind of, it's kind of a trick. So we've learned a little, a couple of things along the way. And then, you know, tighter fitting clothing performs better for you. It, uh, away the, um,
0: more aerodynamic. The, too.
1: Yeah. It's more aerodynamic. So you're moving faster. You can perform better. Um, but then you don't have any, um, you know, uh, any, any, any sweat spots basically is gotcha. you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, prevent air pockets, gotcha. you know, so the, the tighter the fabric is, the faster it's going to wick away. Uh, so it cools you faster, all that type of stuff. And we're talking small percentages, but those yeah. small percentages over the course of time are huge. You know, cyclists are looking for that extra couple percent
0: it's Uh, aren't they like it's kind of like swimming like like when you go like olympic swimming guys like train for four you know four years eight hours a day and then they they lose a race by like a hundredth of a a second for sure cycling it's always that mad dash at the end it's like three guys end up winning and you can't see like who's tires, who's tire. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, over the course of about, you know, 120 miles and it comes down to a centimeter. Right. You know? <laughs> it just seems crazy. To me. <laughs> right. So then your so your job right now is to go around, tell the story, mm-hmm. go to all the different shows. So where, where, where have you been in the last, last few months? On uh, the last few months. And I know you told me it's was at the beach the other day. But yeah. We yeah. So
1: we, we had our trade show in Vegas, you mm-hmm. know, a couple of weeks ago. So that's always fun to see old friends and tell people what you're up to. Um, Salt Lake City, and then uh, Austin, Austin and Dallas, which was a great yeah, time. Austin's awesome. It's fantastic. Is, it big, is
0: there a big uh, cycling community in Austin? Huge,
1: huge cycling community. So yeah. when you came in, I was answering an email about a, uh, a cycling series. They're looking for sponsorship in Austin, which would be, which would be fantastic. And then uh, Portland and Seattle I've been to, NorCal, and I'll be back in NorCal next week. And then I've also got plans for Boulder and Chicago uh, all mm. within this month so uh, it's a lot of trouble it's a lot of trouble but i like it yeah you know? so and now my girls are old enough and my
0: wife can um you know handle them how old are you girls they're they're my girls age right yeah eight and ten. Eight and ten yeah so Kai's Kai's 10, Noah's, Noah's 6. So. yeah, right. they're, they're all sort of in that indiscriminate age where they're not old enough to be driving and getting in real trouble. Right. They're just old enough to be hitting each other in the face with, you know, yeah. whatever's nearby. So, yeah. okay.
1: My, my girls are pretty good.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Your girls are cool. Yeah, my girls are cool, too. They're, yeah. For they're, sure. They're all, they're all good kids. For sure. Okay. So, what advice would you give to somebody starting in this business? So, like, so let's say I am, I don't know, 18. I love cycling and I want a job in the industry. What do I do? Right.
1: So I always have this, I don't, I don't know if I call it a fantasy, but, you know, when I was in grad school, we had a um, entrepreneurship class, mm-hmm. right, where you have a business project and you put together a small team and you're trying to uh, bring a product to market, right? Mm-hmm. But what I wish we had a little bit more in business school were actual, um, business people coming in and speaking. Right. You know, um, and if I were to go back and be that person to tell people, you know, in this entrepreneurship class, what it takes to start a business, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have to, you have to try and instill in people like you have to have an open mind, just throw out almost everything you learned in business school (laughs) and be, and be ready to work. But you have to have
0: resources. Mm-hmm. You have to realize you cannot do it yourself. You have to put together a team of people. You know, I try to. And you seem to really like your team. You're always speaking really highly about your team. It sounds like the Elio group is pretty solid. Through, yeah, like,
1: it's, a, it's a heck of a lot more fun that way too. Yeah. You know, oh sure. yeah. If go go not,
0: yeah. If it's not fun, like why do it? But right. you see a lot of other you see a lot of other brands and small companies your size where like people like they do it to do it but they don't really love doing it right. but you you're always talking about your team and how much you like them and- sure for sure and my job
1: is to basically one time I asked Enrique our uh, general manager I'm like so what do you need me to do today and we were in the middle we were in the middle of like a really really crappy time where the products weren't coming out right and we were just like really trying to fix them um, production was really slow so right. we were we couldn't even make enough product at that point to pay our bills okay okay we had to make I don't know 100 pieces a day or mm-hmm. 75 pieces a day and we were making like 30 okay mm-hmm. so we have we had major problems I'm like what do you, you know what do you need me to do other than you know try and uh, you know curate some sales he's like I just need you to keep everyone stoked I'm like all right so that's my job so I basically come in for my trips you know I'll come back from Portland or whatnot. And I'm just like coming in. I'm checking in with people. I'm all high fives and hugs, and uh, and I'm learning Spanish. So nice. I'm speaking Spanish cool. to, to people, and um, but just trying to keep the um, trying to keep the flow going, and then tell them how good it is on the road. We're getting all this love from people. We're getting um, are people really seeing the brand and really digging it? Once the, once they see and hear about it, um, they do. Um, we're new. So I, you know, I had a conversation with, uh, with a gentleman yesterday. He's like, look, I'm new. I don't know you. I've you know, heard about you through other people. Tell me about yourself. So I have to go through that process, you know, every now and then. And, uh, but it's fun, you know, yeah. people get it and then they see the product and they ride in the product. They're like, okay, I get it. You know yeah. the, what you're telling me translates to, to the product and then my enjoyment on the ride. Yeah. And then, then they become our biggest supporter.
0: Now, do you think you, know? you find that most of our most of, is most of your team like you, where they're just like diehards and love this stuff and are like just super stoked about it?
1: No, um, well, most people come in from they've got different skill sets. Right. They have their own interests, right? And it's, it wouldn't be any fun, I don't think, with like you know forty, 40 cyclists, you know, in the industry or, or from the industry, you know, uh, on a daily basis. You sure. Know? Plus, a lot of people in the cycling industry. Um, they want to ride their bikes all the time, you know. Uh, okay. they, don't, they don't understand that it's a business, and to make it work, you still have to have, um, you know, solid business practices. Sure. And you've got to, you've got yeah, work. to work. You got to deliver to people. You yeah. Know? I remember uh, years ago, some gentleman came up to our booth, and I was working at a different company at one time, and they were looking at the product, and they were kind of looking at it in a way that I knew that they were interested in, like, what are the details? What do we need so that we can duplicate this? Sure. So I started chatting with them and it came out that they wanted to start a, an apparel company. And then in the second sentence, they're like, yeah, we want to start an apparel company or a cycling, a cycling brand so that we can ride our bikes all day. And I just had to laugh. I'm like, do you really think that these people, right. (laughs) right, that, you know, that they're just out riding their bikes all day to, to produce, you know, what they're, what they're doing. So, um, it takes a certain amount of knowledge of the cycling industry, but you still have to have good business practices and then you got to, you got to, you know, put together a team of people that come from um, their field of expertise. So we have, you know, phenomenal designers, right? We have um, production people and those are two different skills. Someone that can design is different than
0: someone that does production artwork. Do so you have, so you sound like you have a pretty good handle on what you need on your team and like the different.
1: Yeah, different you different learn, I mean, you're problem solving on a daily basis. Yeah, right? of so Ryan and I have this running list of, you know, things that we need to do to bring the company to the next level and then, you know, as soon as those resources become available, then we're, you know, we're always reevaluating evaluating on, on a daily, if not hourly basis. Well, what do you need now? Right. What do we need now that's going to help
0: us the most and help our team take us there? So, so, okay. So I have two, two more questions for you. Um, my first question is, is you you've spoken incredibly highly of your partner, Ryan. Right. And it sounds like you've known this guy for a while. And it sounds like you've got a really good, um, you guys have a strong, healthy partnership, right? What, what are the two or three things? Cause again, anybody out there listening, whether they're going, you know, they're going to start a cycling brand or mm-hmm. start another business. Um, you can either do it on your own or you can do it with a partner, right? What are the two or three things that you've seen make a partnership really healthy from a business perspective?
1: Yeah, man um, has to be trust, right? Has to be number one. You have to have just like any relationship, like, you know,
0: a marriage, if you don't have, and I've read books, if you don't have trust, you can't have happiness, right? You know, if you don't have trust it's not, you might as well not even bother trying to have anything else because it just doesn't work. Right. Exactly.
1: So, um, trust is number one and, uh, cause if you, if you don't and you have to be almost completely unselfish, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, if I was in it just for me or he was in it just for him, if you weren't in it for the team, then it makes it not that it's impossible, but it makes it much more difficult if someone, sure. someone's selfish and we've seen, we've seen partnerships you know, fall apart because of that. Right. Um, And you hear about it all the time. And there's, you know, there's a special court for like, you know, business partnerships that fall apart and how do you dissolve it? Right. Solve those situations. So trust has to be number one. Um, You do have to have a passion for it. Um, And, you know, Ryan is super passionate about the product because that's what he likes to do. He likes to have that. um, uh, Is he more like the analytical guy? Yeah. He just, he just loves like, he's not the marketing guy. You know, and we talk about this all the time. You know, going back, like you know, what does the company need to run up? But he's the you know the the product developer, right? Um, So you have to have you know certain skill sets. Yeah, he's like the
0: mad scientist
1: guy in the yeah. So he's always you know developing and likes the design and wants to redesign things you know a million times. Um, And then I'm sometimes like, can you just give me something to sell? And He's like, no, it's not ready yet. You know, I mean, the first couple of months, I'm like, is it done yet? Is it done? Just give me something to go make some money. Um, But there were there was a point where we basically said, okay, look. We're not selling anything for like a three-month period until we figure out our product. And we set a whole lot. Sure.
0: You know? Which is super smart. It's smart, but it was... Because otherwise you go to the market you go to market with the wrong product right. or like a subpar product totally. and you're going to get crushed. Right. Especially in your industry. Because cyclists are not like... Right. They don't strike me as like the easiest people in the world to sell to.
1: No, no. And we've seen so many other companies. And we're talking big companies too that would bring out our product line. And if it was not up to snuff... It took a long time to outrun that bad quality stigma that they had. And we're talking right. huge companies like multi-million dollar companies. They would launch, you know, a clothing line and it wasn't anywhere near like their bike quality. And then they would have to either change the brand name or just completely start over because it had such a, a bad following. But we knew when we came to market we wanted something that was gonna be um, you know, we were ninety percent there when we came to market. Now we're just trying to figure out that last 10%. Oh, last okay. You know? So yeah, trust. Um, you know, the team obviously is huge. Um, so Ryan has his certain set of skills, which is where I was going in that, in that last uh, segment there. So he's all about the product development. He's really good with the books and looking at the finances. Uh, he ran a bike shop in, uh, in college and his business partner there, you know, taught him the whole accounting and whatever else. And he's got an economics background. Um, and then my job is to basically, network and do the sales and, you know, tell our story. Sure. You know, so, um, so we have, you know, our two components and then we come together and, um, you know, we're able to, you know, argue in a healthy way about where the company's going. Sure. Um, and we have the same, uh, value system, which is, which is important, but then we also have the same, um, you know, it's probably been curated over time. Um, or maybe what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's it's been simmering for a little while. But we we've been developing the image, so we know what the image is and what the company and where it's going together. So right, we the have vision. that we have that vision exactly,
0: which is key. Like it's I see that in relationships, whether they're business relationships or, per, or personal relationships, like very much like uh, not to get off on a side tangent, but like mm-hmm. my wife and I have almost nothing in common. Right. Like I love the beach. You know, she gets sunburned. She okay. loves the mountains. I get the mountains. I get altitude sickness. Right. I mean, it's just like the exact opposite. Right. But our value system is a hundred percent in lockstep the whole way and our vision for our lives is so much in lockstep that right. it just makes everything easier, right? right. I mean, it's like, it's, it, you know, if you're, you know, uh, a vegan who supports PETA and you're married to a guy who's a hunter, right. that's probably not going to work out right. long term, right? right? You know, so like I think whether it's personal or business, having that same shared vision, it sounds like you guys have a really shared vision and, and completely different skill sets, Right. So, so, but you you connect around that shared vision, and you have similar value systems, which allow you to get your work done and you know take care of the team, put the team first, and put right. the product. It sounds like you guys are putting. It's funny because you have a bunch of cyclists, bunch driving, of cyclists like, by, flying yeah. by the off right now. But you're putting the product first. You put the team first, and the quality of the product, and really, you know, the whole concept of the product is coming way before you know what you guys are considering for your own personal profits or your own personal gain, which is right. very odd in business because most people don't. Do that, you know, when they when they start. It's just cool to see,
1: right? Right, and you know, you mentioned uh, you know marriage, and that was the other thing too, is that we both talked to our wives a lot about what this was going to take. You know, right. I had this conversation over and over with Sharon, and you know, who's I- like crazy intelligent scientist. Mm-hmm. Right. She's, she's a hard, she's an overachiever for sure. <laughs> that's, that's what I say. Yeah. She's super. She's an engineer. She's an, she's an she's engineering like scientist, study things. She's like engineers make things. She's like, I like to make things. I don't want to sit there and look at things over and over and over again. Sure, just, sure. just take notes. And then, and then Ryan's wife, Kirsten, uh, it's a very family um, you have to be all in, you know, yeah. if, if our wives were, um, you know, at all, you know, unsupportive, a hundred percent because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. It's time away from the family. Yeah. You know, then it wouldn't work. Right. The thing
0: would fail. It would totally fail. So you guys have a good back. All right. So the last question I have for you mm-hmm. is, and thank you for being here, yeah. is why should a cyclist try Elio? So right now, forget you're talking to me, talk to your target market. Why should they try you? What's so great about you guys? Like, why should they give you guys a shot? Why should they give us a they shot? They can get a kit anywhere, right? For sure.
1: And there's there's a you know a million different companies out there. I think there's probably seventy to eighty that are based in the U.S. Sure. Um, and there's you know plenty plenty more outside. And the uh, you know the big thing is you know a lot of people. I think I mentioned it before. Are all about the yes. the new cool designs of, sure. a lot of geometric and this and that. Um, but like I said, we're trying to bring the whole package to the table. So. You know we have the story so when i go to a retailer or a club you know i can tell them the story of like how this product was developed mm-hmm. and why it's better than another brand or another jersey you know if you're talking talking products um but yeah for us you know when people get in our gear and when they try it and a lot of people were hesitant and then you know um, just like you would be with any other new company right of course um and you know it's not it's not a cheap investment you know you're talking a couple hundred dollars for a kit um, so to drop 250 bucks on something that you don't know um, can be you know scary for for some people. Sure. But as soon as they get in the kit, as soon as they ride it, they realize that um, you know it is you know. Let me just go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize that with with uh, a statement from another gentleman. And he wrote us an email, and the 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 subject was I've been lied to. So we were like, "Oh crap! What's going on here?" Right? And yeah. basically, the gist of it was, and where he went was, you know, he said, you know, for the last you know 15 years, you know, I've been told that I've been wearing the best brand from Italy, and it's using you know top notch this and you know the best fabrics here, and it, they were lying to me because I just rode in my L.L. kit today, and it's like wearing you know pajamas on the bike, and, and <laughs> another person brought up like, it feels like pajamas. Um, because, you know, we it's all about the inputs. It's kind of like food. Sure. You know, if you put the good ingredients in, you can get out the best product. But, sure, of you course. Know, you know, if you're using uh, organic food and, you know, the, the best spices in the world, you're going to have a phenomenal dinner. But if you put in crap and you try and get out something phenomenal, sure, it just doesn't happen. So we committed to
0: using the best products. Gotcha. And we knew it was going to be more expensive. But we wanted… But it doesn't sound food. like it's more expensive because it sounds like you're the same you're the same around the same price as other kids out there. We're about, we're about 20% more, but you get, that's not egregious though. I mean, compared to what? No, it's not huge. Um, And then you're getting something that's made in California. It's made local. So it's not being totally there's other, there's other value that comes,
1: uh, comes into play when you buy local, cool. Uh, You know, um, but people, people are a little bit more selfish. Sometimes they just want to know what they're getting, sure. They're getting, you know, some of the best product in the
0: world. So Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Anything else you want to say to anybody listening? Potential cyclists or shop owners or anything else? Man, uh,
1: well, I just want to thank you for having me
0: here. Yeah. So this is yeah. a lot
1: more fun. I, I woke up a
0: little bit nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go talk to Jim today. You know? And <laughs> Usually when we get together, we talk about music, the Chili Peppers. Yes. And we talk about your company and my company. And, Offline, yeah. we'll talk about the Chili Peppers again. Offline, we'll talk about the Chili Peppers because I just saw them, saw them recently. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. It's really Like I said before, like, it's really cool to hear how passionate you are about the business. And, and this is probably, I have learned more about cycling in the last 40 minutes that I probably ever knew in my entire life. And it just sounds like you guys are building just a hell of a company and you're doing it the right way with the right value system, with a a fun team and everything else. And what, what's the website again? Elio cycling, Elio cycling. I'll put a link to the show on, uh, I'll put a link to the site on there, but awesome, man. Thank you Uh, for being here. All right. Thanks, Jim. All right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want more information, check out my website at jimsimcoe.com, dot ecom for more updates and some free guides to help you make your life epic. With that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks.